One of the things we've learned is that the students that we pay tuition insurance claims for, over 52% actually increased in this year's last data, actually returned to that same campus. Welcome to Focus, a podcast dedicated to the business of higher education. I'm your host, Heather Richmond, and we will be exploring the challenges and opportunities facing today's higher learning institutions. Today, I'm excited to have John Fees join me. John is the founder of GradGuard, a tuition protection program that supports students through unexpected events. He helps me understand the growing need for students and schools to be protected should the unthinkable happen, including COVID-19. Hey, John, glad to have you on the show today. Thank you, Heather. It's uh, my pleasure. I'm an avid listener and I'm really looking forward to our conversation today. Well, that's great. You know, we've been talking for years about the need to protect the investment in higher education that families make, but this has sure become a hot topic lately in this new world, right? Absolutely. COVID uh, has changed everything as uh, we know in our own daily lives, but also especially in our campus work and work with families. And I think that we started GradGuard a decade ago with the the goal of helping schools uh, protect the uh, students and families they serve from the risks of college life. We, at the time, we never expected COVID, uh, but uh, as we're going to talk about today, uh, COVID has really brought to light for families and school administrators kind of the risks that uh, are really facing families as they choose to send their students to school. And, uh, and it's just great that our partnership is really helping uh, schools make it easy uh, to really protect them. Right. So what about, what are some of those risks that students experience, I'll say maybe pre-COVID and now post-COVID? You know, it's interesting. I'm such a huge uh, advocate for higher education. You know, I used to work at Arizona State University back in the 90s. Just absolutely uh, so vital to have uh, students really focused on completing college. Mm -hmm. And what I did about uh, when we started the company is really to focus on what are the things that get in the way of graduating? What are the things that get in the way of a student success? And the top two reasons are really pretty obvious, uh, either academic readiness or the capacity to pay. Uh, but really the, the big third category is other risks, other things that life just got in the way. Maybe a parent loses their job, a parent becomes ill or dies, uh, a mental health crisis, a physical illness, um, uh, even a fire in a campus dorm uh, can really disrupt a student's education. Yeah. Uh, it, their backpack gets stolen, any number of those types of risks. And there was actually an academic study that we kind of based our business on uh, out of Michigan State that really looked at these types of traumas. Some of them are really not severe traumas in, in adults' lives, but when you're living away from home for the first time, uh, being a victim of theft, uh, or having your backpack stolen with all your books and your a computer and not having the money to repay it, uh, replace it, uh, having uh, a condition of, of mono or an outbreak of a mental health condition or having a concussion, all those types of things disrupt students' uh, academic progress. And we really focused on building uh, insurance programs that would help schools uh, provide refunds to those students when bad things happened and really t- uh, to really help schools prevent financial losses. Uh, to both themselves, so the school's not responsible for for providing a refund or or replacing stolen or damaged property, uh, and really just try to help uh, schools um, give uh, students a chance to move on and focus back on uh, their academic progress. 
Yeah. You know, like you said, there's so many things that don't get talked about. Maybe you don't think about all the repercussions and, you know, thinking about COVID even, or like you said, a potential fire, um, you have to really account for all these things that happen when a, a student leaves campus. So, you know, like what happens to their belongings if something like that happens? That's right. Well, so, you know, I think the, uh, for our conversation today, one of the really interesting things about your listeners and our colleagues and our joint customers is, you know, student financial service professionals and CFOs and bursars, I mean, they know the truth of what's going on, right, Heather? I mean, we see them at conferences, uh, and they're, they're longtime colleagues of ours and friends, and right. they know what the truth is. They know when students are suffering from mental health issues and leaving school. They know when a student can't pay for the damage it caused in a dorm because frequently their office is responsible for either providing a refund or collecting from a student that may or may not be able to pay. And so a lot of these uh, uh, risks are actually best known and best discovered. I always like to say the truth tellers on campus are frequently in student financial services. They know whether or not the admissions office is admitted students that can really afford to pay for that school. Uh, or if it's some other uh, uh, other vulnerability that a uh, university may have related to enrollment numbers. And as we've seen with COVID, every student and their progress and their retention matters to the financial well-being of the institution. Absolutely. So I, I think these, these uh, programs that GradGuard's created, uh, we're the leading provider of, of insurance to college and university students now in the country. More than 700,000 students have been protected through our programs, and and I think through our partnership with TouchNet, it's just going to accelerate. I think uh, we have over 350 universities today that rely on us, and uh, you have even twice that number. Uh, and so I think uh, we're just going to make it easier than ever before for schools at no cost to them to to really help protect their students. Yeah, and part of that protection is really, like you said before, you're really making sure that they can continue their studies. And so if, let's say, they have to leave for a medical condition or one of these other reasons, um, you're really helping them to get back on campus. So let's talk a little bit about that and what's happening when they come back to campus. Are they coming back to the campus where they started their education? Are they switching? Well, that's great. Uh, great point. One of the things we've learned is that the students that we pay tuition insurance claims for, over 52% actually increased in this year's last data, actually return to that same campus. And a lot of universities don't track uh, what happens when a student leaves school. Uh, many school. Many students who don't persist, they never withdraw officially. They just stop. And I think what we've learned is the students that we pay claims to tend to return to that campus, over half of them, and then some portion of them go on to complete their degree at another institution. But right now, the, the goal is to help those students get a do-over for the semester that they just lost so they can return to complete their degree at that institution. So, you know, I think the, I think the big thing, Heather, is such a unique time due to COVID is that even before COVID, uh, it was uh, a real problem for institutions. Student withdrawals uh, due to medical reasons have nationally been reported to have grown over 70% in the last few years. And that's largely due to uh, the underlying health conditions and risks and vulnerabilities that students have mm-hmm. uh, to ordinary illnesses like uh, mono or pneumonia or flu. And now you add COVID to the mix, and right. it's, it's, it's really a, a substantial number of students that can be impacted annually. Yeah, that, that's amazing, that, that huge percentage. But I'm also really amazed at really what's really a retention story of being able to get those students to come back. That's really incredible. 
Well, um, I think, you know, the Student Financial Services Office is a really key partner in, in helping students uh, succeed. Uh, I like the term student financial success, and they're really helping school students to protect themselves from those un, un, unpredictable, unexpected things. People, when they enroll in a college, they're expecting pretty much uh, it to go as planned, right? They're yeah. going to show up to their classes, do their best, uh, perform academically. Uh, most families and, and schools and students are, are expecting that that smooth sailing, right? And the schools do a really good job of, of making that happen. What's unexpected is if a student gets COVID and has to withdraw for medical reasons. Or if a student has a concussion and it's so severe they can't concentrate and continue in their academic st- uh, progress. Um, and any number of the other illnesses and accidents we all know happen. Um, and I think that uh, you know, our, our pursuit has been all about supporting universities in their mission to help students complete their degrees. You know, I think nationally, last year, and Heather, you know, I've talked about this. Uh, I think last year, the National Clearinghouse, uh, the National Student Clearinghouse, produced the best data they've ever done related to student persistence. And the data was uh, was finally segmented, not just saying that, uh, you know, only 60% of students enroll in colleges complete in six years, right? That's kind of the national headline. That's not uh, uh, the headline that we really all understand when we work with students and we work on campus uh, every day. Right. Uh, because we see really high success rates. We don't see the students that don't complete their degrees uh, often. And I think what the bursar's office understands is those students that leave school for an, some ex- unexpected reason or those students who don't persist, they also frequently have an account balance. They, they may owe the institution money. Mm-hmm. And, and it's really hard for that student to get back on track without, A, cleaning that up because they can't transfer those credits without, doing, without making certain that that account balance is paid for. Sure. And tuition insurance uh, is one of the ways uh, that it's not obvious, but we actually help do that. We actually pay the school for uh, any balance prior to remitting the balance to the, the insured student. And so it's really also about just giving a student the ability to get back on track, mm-hmm. both of the institution, if they owe the school money, and also with their own personal lives. It's really about that un, uh, unpredictable risk helping both schools and families manage through that. Because it's a little bit unrealistic, I think, for families right now to expect schools to provide refunds. I mean, schools have to operate no matter what. Right. They've got fixed costs that are, are absolutely uh, required. In fact, their costs to operate with COVID have increased. Um, sure. They've got more expenses to make certain the environment safe. And so I think it's an unnatural expectation of families to expect refunds from schools. Uh, and I, I think that uh, the, the misnomer is, and you know, I've joked about it, tuition insurance is the worst named product ever because right. it, covers, it covers more than tuition. Um, you know, our, uh, our program covers academic fees, deposits, uh, as well as housing. And we also provide $1,000 for other academic expenses like books. So it really, uh, it really does help give a family a do-over uh, when they uh, suffer a financial loss uh, due to their student having to withdraw. Now, John, I know we've talked that part of the problem in the past has not been the students or families were not interested in tuition protection programs, but it was just hard to know that such a thing existed and how to sign up, which is what led us to partnering together. 
Absolutely, Heather. I mean, I, I think that uh, the, this uh, partnership has been just uh, years in the making, but really it was kind of a, a perfect marriage in a lot of ways because your alignment with helping uh, schools not only operate with greater transparency and, and full compliance, whether it be PCI compliance or, or other federal regs, was really a kind of a, an essential ingredient to making it easy for schools to easily integrate a uh, uh, tuition insurance program. And so, you know, our goal, as we've been talking over the years, was to make it as easy for a family to purchase a uh, protection for $30,000 of tuition and, and fees uh, as it is to be able to purchase a $300 uh, airline ticket and, and protect that from risk. Right. And so, you know, our integration ultimately requires no cost to the university, and it frankly takes less than 30 minutes for a school to turn it on. And, and a school like Auburn, who we've been working with for uh, uh, seven or eight years, mm -hmm. uh, you know, as a result of our, our integration, we've seen a tenfold increase in, in participation. Wow. Uh, and so when it's easy, we know the product is so affordable that families are going to say yes, right? Through our integration, it's the lowest cost possible for families to protect themselves. It's $106 for $10,000 of coverage. And at that price, we, we can't advertise it. We're not GEICO. The only way to really think of our partnership is really as a student benefit that when it's turned on, we know it will transfer the risk to an insurance company who's willing to take it so that families and schools really are in a position where they're not at, uh, at risk of, of having to lose uh, their investment. And, uh, and I think it's, a just a, it's going to be really promising. And uh, the conversation we're having today, though, is, is so much bigger than you know, uh, protecting students. It's really about doing it in a way that helps educate families, uh, in a way that helps universities fully uh, disclose their policies. Today, I think with COVID, we see so many families, uh, you know, really concerned about their investment, but also skeptical about whether or not their school students are at school really sincerely cares about them. And I think this is a an easy no-cost way for schools to demonstrate that they do care and really help families have confidence that they've chosen a good school that will protect them in case uh, something uh, unexpected happens to their student. Yeah, I really like the way that you said that being a student benefit. Um, again, probably don't think of it in, in that way, but it, but it absolutely is. It's like, again, it's helping to alleviate any risks that I may have and have to worry about what's coming, especially now in this post-COVID world that um, you, you don't know what's possible of what's next. Yeah, you know, I think the other great thing is about our partnership is that the reason GradGuard is the only one that can provide coverage for COVID currently is that we work with schools in almost every state in the country, just like TouchNet, and that the, uh, the traditional way tuition insurance was created, it was by school. We created a national program mm -hmm. that spreads the risk across the country. So we don't have the concentration of risk of if there's an outbreak of COVID in Boston or New York uh, that is going to overwhelm the program with losses. We, we've got students from Iowa to Purdue to Oklahoma to the whole country, and that spread of risk is what gives Allianz, our underwriter, the confidence that we're able to pay claims uh, during this uh, pandemic. Traditionally, insurance companies always exclude pandemics. And in fact, our policy language does still do that. Right. The difference is we've agreed to pay for claims uh, during this, uh, this COVID crisis uh, when students do get sick and diagnosed with COVID and have to withdraw from school. Um, 
It, it's just really a testament to the way insurance works best is when more schools do the same thing, the better spread of risk, and then the more affordable it becomes for everybody. We're really all in this together as universities yep. and as a higher education community. We just need to start thinking of it that way. Many of the investments of your technology, you know, no one school could afford the type of technology you guys have built. Uh, you get to spread it across all of your schools so that they have access to kind of the most advanced payment technologies uh, uh, today. And that's not something they could easily do on their own. Yeah, I think that's great and, and being able to have that national program. And, and a couple of things that you said, I just want to make sure that our listeners heard that, that you are covering COVID-19. That is so amazing and really is a testament to how this is different than any other insurance program. This is tailored for higher education. And you understood the need for that. Yeah, I, I appreciate you highlighting it. It is, uh, it's widely being discussed and uh, how do we get to do this? And it's, uh, I would say, first of all, Allianz has uh, been a partner of ours for several years. Uh, we even, we've already been working with and insuring hundreds of thousands of uh, families. And I think it's that track record that gives us confidence. But I will tell you that uh, it's only because we work with universities that it makes it possible. And it's only because we've had success with your integration and others mm-hmm. that give uh, the insurance company the confidence that we're spreading the risk adequately. Sure. If we just put this up on the Internet and invited everybody to buy it, not only would we have adverse selection, but it would actually probably uh, kill the program. Uh, it it uh, Only the people that needed it would buy it. Mm-hmm. And uh, And the truth is everybody has a need. We just don't know which student is going to become – uh, seriously ill with uh, mono or seriously ill with COVID uh, or suffer a mental health crisis or become an addict. Uh, I think that's the important piece is, um, you know, when I'm not an insurance guy. <laughs> you know that, Heather. Right. I, I've spent my life working with colleges and universities. I, I view these uh, university partners as, as colleagues and friends. You know, what we went to is we were trying to find a way to transfer the risk from families and schools to a willing insurance company. Mm-hmm. And we it required a lot of cooperation with companies like TouchNet, but also schools that would share their loss data and share their experience. And really, this program is a result of a decade of work of trying to build something that really uh, works for everybody. And I'll tell you, a lot of times when I do TV interviews, it, the issue is, well, I'm skeptical. I don't uh, trust insurance companies. And I would say, I agree. Uh, but when you work with 350 universities, there can be no gotchas. This program has to work exactly as advertised, Uh, and whether it be Harvard or NYU or Auburn or Oklahoma State or uh, Purdue, whatever school it might be, uh, we know we're we're representing them and working to make them look good as they serve their students. Um, And our partnership makes that even more possible. And, And frankly, the good thing is we don't consider this marketing. We really view this as, as a, an enrollment process mm-hmm. that we integrate into the billing process to help schools protect their students. Yeah, like you said, you have to make it easy. And so it really sounds like the biggest challenge is all about awareness and just knowing, A, for the schools that this kind of program is available, and B, for the students and families to understand that this kind of protection is available, which is why it was so important for us to integrate that into the billing cycle. That's right. I think the billing cycle is key. I think the other part of it is that COVID has basically brought a lot of attention, and and there are actually a lot of lawsuits, class action lawsuits that have come on 
the scene this year due to how schools uh, managed uh, the refunds and the change in, in the quality uh, or the forum of, of education. I do want to point out that this is not business interruption insurance. Uh, GradGuard's tuition insurance provides uh, a payment and a refund when a student leaves uh, for medical reasons. It's not for a change in venue. It's not for closing the campus. Uh, and although we'd like to uh, be able to find a way to do that in the future, that's not what our, our plan currently does. The, the important part, though, is that families, I think, are, are investing in college this year more than ever with kind of a buyer beware attitude. They're worried about what's going to happen uh, because of COVID. And, you know, uh, the, the truth is, I think our integration makes it very easy for schools to uh, record that they've disclosed the refund policy to their students. They have an electronic button where they've acknowledged the policy, the refund policy. And I think if you don't have that as an institution, it's really hard to deal with an upset parent that says, well, you didn't tell me the terms and conditions. You didn't yeah. you know, show it to me. And what your technology does is it records it. And you have an actual date of when that student or family or financial sponsor uh, acknowledged the refund policy and then also accepted or declined coverage. And so... I think being able to back that up with proof instead of saying, well, it was on the website or it was in the course catalog uh, is so much more powerful for schools uh, in an era, in an era, I think, where, frankly, consumers are, um, are expecting these types of uh, uh, disclosures. So, Yeah, I think that's really key. And then also just kind of going back of you're really looking to protect the student campus wide. So beyond tuition, but also you mentioned housing and these other fees. So you're really looking for that holistic campus-wide protection program. Yeah, uh, you're so good to uh, bring it up. I think that uh, my son, who's a senior at Arizona State, he uh, is on a tuition waiver. He's on scholarship. I'm really happy for him. But I still have to pay for almost $3,000 of academic fees and uh, $10,000 of on-campus housing expenses. And so I bought uh, $13,000 of tuition insurance last year. I can buy exactly what the, the, he needs to in case something happens to him. Mm-hmm. This year, he moved off campus. His housing expenses actually are up a little bit more. I can buy coverage that covers his off-campus housing as well. So if he gets sick and has to uh, drop out uh, or leave uh, due to medical reasons, uh, we're, we're going to be fine. And I think every student should have that opportunity and every family should be aware that there's a way to protect yourself when something bad happens. Um, you know, I think that we're, um, you know, our partnership is going to change the landscape. Uh, I think that families will be more informed, schools will be better protected. Uh, and I think the real success will be seen in the claims we pay. And the, the testimonials we get from families, really, you have to, I think families, um, when you have a student in crisis due to a health reason or any number of things, you're so focused on the well-being of your child that you're not thinking immediately about the financial loss or the financial consequences. Right. And really, when you're insured with GradGuard, uh, you also have that kind of peace of mind, but most of all, confidence that you can worry about that later and really focus on the well-being of your student. And the testimonials we have from our customers show that, and it's just a, a great uh, it makes me feel good about what we're doing is the right thing. Yeah. I mean, really the key is fulfilling your mission of helping students finish their education, regardless what happens. Yep. 
Yeah, and you know, I think for student financial services professionals, this connects the dots for them within either the uh, enrollment management office and how they fit in with admissions. I mean, this is today uh, – uh, uh, the uh, Birmingham news station f- featured both Alabama and Auburn as being the only schools uh, in the state that offer uh, tuition insurance that provides coverage for COVID. That's a big deal. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, it's a benefit for students that chose to enroll there versus a school that may not offer it. And I think that uh, the enrollment management side of the house from it, both admissions and uh, the, uh, the provost's office even are going to be paying attention more than ever about those students that either persist or don't persist. Um, and I, I think uh, it's a, a win-win-win for everyone that's, uh, that touches this. And frequently, uh, I think that one of the only reasons why schools haven't done this in the past is that uh, it was going to fell between the cracks. When you mention the word insurance, sometimes they want to get the risk management office involved, right, and the insurance office. So the, uh, the bursar doesn't want to deal with it, so it goes to the risk office. The risk office is more worried about uh, HR benefits and research uh, you know, activities and, and other problems on campus than they are about tuition insurance or the needs of students, right? They're, not, they're kind of disconnected from that. Uh, and then if you go to the admissions office or the enrollment office, they say, well, we're not really interested in, in uh, you know, these students that are, are, are not persisting. We're focused on recruiting new students. And we don't really want to bring attention to the fact that some students might actually not complete their degrees or, or something might bad, bad happen. I mean, the, the truth is uh, our, our joint customers in the Student Financial Services Office, they understand the truth, and they are the perfect person to convene that discussion and say, let's turn this feature on. Uh, It's not about marketing. It's about providing a benefit that everybody wins from. And uh, if we do it, I I guarantee for the schools that work with us, they will see high levels of participation and claims getting paid. It just, it, it works for everyone. Yeah, that is so great, John. Thank you for all your insight and really helping all of us understand the difference of insurance and protection programs. Yeah, thank you. it's perfect, Heather. You know, I think um, this type of conversation is useful for uh, for uh, all of the audience. But specifically, I think one of the things about refund policies that we haven't touched on in your one of your last podcasts with Nakubo, uh, Brian was really great because what we're all living with is the federal rules about the return on federal financial aid dollars, and most refund policies of schools have not been reviewed recently, but they're typically prorated to uh, the fifth week of school, and that's a fair return of aid, but it's also what the Department of Ed requires. Um, There are some discussions currently uh, going on about requiring that to be even more uh, restrictive for schools, and if that changes, the need for tuition insurance is only going to grow because the, the capacity for schools to provide a refund when, frankly, an insurance company can do it. Uh, is is much more appealing than than trying to find money uh, in a tight budget uh, year within these schools. It is, and again, like you said earlier too, there's a there's more to this than just saying the insurance of the program. It's understanding the refund policy for each school, making sure that's clear and available, and then offering a solution like protection um, program yep. that they can enroll in. Absolutely, uh, absolutely. 
I, I think the uh, other elements that uh, insurance companies don't often work with universities directly. And, you know, GradGuard uh, works with Allianz to deliver this program. But the, the reality is working with schools is uh, kind of a special talent. And, all, and I think that that means uh, that, you know, our experience within the TouchNet world is both PCI compliant, it's ADA compliant, it uh, respects privacy and FERPA uh, issues, and not many insurance companies even understand that. And so we're, our role as GradGuard, we're not an insurance broker. We're what's called a, uh, a program manager. And, and what that means is we manage the entire customer experience to make certain that it reflects well on our university partners, but that it also does it in the way that our partners expect. And that means all the things that TouchNet does so well, which is to make certain that we respect the privacy of, of their users and that we deliver uh, you know, a, a fully accessible secure environment for uh, their students to enroll in these services. And, and I tell you what, it's a, it's a great uh, and unique partnership we've created here because it makes it uh, so easy for schools to just turn this feature on because now it's just a feature of, of what TouchNet delivers. It sure is. Well, thanks so much, John, for all your insights today on programs that are tailored for higher education. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Focus. Don't forget to subscribe so you can stay up to date on the business of higher education. For more information, check us out at touchnet.com.